Welcome to Ready to Go with Pastor Jackie. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Jacqueline Reagan, pastor of Run With Endurance Ministries, founder of Encouraging the Prophetic Woman, and founder of the Northeast Ohio Symposium on Demon Project Research. Over the next few episodes, I and my guests will talk about career choices, job choices for women ministers. First of all, prophetic woman, I want you to know that you are indeed called to be a minister, regardless of what anyone says. God called you, he affirmed you, and yes, you're in the right place. You have choices on how to live out that calling. And there are many ways to do it, and we'll talk about some of those choices over the next few podcasts. Yes, uh, being a pastor is one way to live out that calling, but there are a lot of other options. Uh, right now, uh, we're fighting and hoping for things to change because we are often passed over. But we can consider accepting opportunities where they currently exist. We can consider accepting the call to a declining church, or we can start a new church, or we can consider transitional ministry, which means we serve as an interim pastor. There are a lot of ways to live that out, but for today, we will discuss accepting a call to a declining church, and we will, um, over if you go to Facebook, you can leave questions there. With me to talk about this endeavor this morning is Pastor Christine Smith of Covenant Baptist Church. Welcome, Pastor Christine Smith. Uh, tell us a little about yourself. Good morning, uh, Dr. Jackie and listening audience. I am, first of all, I would like to thank you for uh, welcoming me to participate in this important conversation. And um, I'm excited to be here. And it is our prayer that something that we say, something that we share, will help encourage our listeners in their uh, ministry endeavors. Um, I am the pastor of the Covenant Baptist Church, formerly in Wycliffe, Ohio, now um, in Euclid, Ohio. I've been privileged to serve now as pastor of Covenant since 2006. I can't believe it, Pastor Jackie. It's been 12 wow, years. how about that? <laughs> Praise God. 12 years, 12 yes, years. congratulations. Thank you. 12 years, but not without a struggle. But before I get into that, um, I am privileged to be the wife of um, Aristides Smith Jr. We've been married now for approximately 24 years. Wow. We have three, uh, two adult uh, sons. One is 20, will be 23. This June, Lord willing, Aristide Smith III. One is 21. Caleb Alexander. And then we started all over. Lord Jesus. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know that is. I know you can relate. <laughs> yes. We started all over um, and have a little girl who had just turned 13 and she is every bit of 13 if oh you know boy. what yes. I mean yes I do my yes, god do. my god yes I do well you have written a book and uh it's been such an excellent resource to us as women ministers why don't you tell us a little about your book thank you my book is entitled beyond the stained glass ceiling equipping and encouraging female pastors and 
This was published by Judson Press. It came out in 2013. I just want to hasten to say that this book is not just for women in ministry. Mm -hmm. um, it actually is a book for everyone. It is a book for congregations. It is a book for denominational leaders. It is a book for lay people. Mm. Um, and probably more importantly so, because on the one hand, it is a book filled with wisdom and guidance and instruction. Dr. Jackie is also a contributor to this book. She speaks to us about church planting in this book, um, the challenges and the um, um, blessings of being able to do that. But this book provides words of caution um, to those who are called to the ministry, words of insight and wisdom and words of, of um, I would say, encouragement because it can be such a struggle. It's a struggle for everyone who enters the ministry for a variety of reasons, but it is as of a particular struggle for women uh, in ministry. Um, it also is a wonderful guidebook and resource for those individuals who would like to serve as advocates or encouragers for women in ministry. It provides information about um, some of the reasons why churches struggle um, with calling women or even considering women. Mm -hmm. It provides insights into what women can do to equip and encourage and prepare themselves to be um, higher up in terms of uh, the opportunity ladder. Yes. And it also uh, gives words of wisdom and, and uh, resources for leaders in churches and denominational leaders who desire to create greater opportunities for uh, women in ministry. And then finally, Dr. Jackie, it um, provides some of the backdrop to why uh, women are not called to um, healthy, stable, when I say stable, I mean economically stable and strong infrastructure churches. Now, tell us a little about that, because that is an issue for us, that um, oftentimes um, we don't get the call to the thriving church. We get the call to the declining church, the church that's about to close its doors, or the church that's in the middle of, of some kind of transition or struggle. So talk a little bit more about that. Well, um, in my book, Beyond the Stained Glass Ceiling, there's a chapter entitled, What Stands in Our Way? And I highlight several um, issues that contribute to why women are not given uh, healthy churches or considered for healthy churches. Let me quickly say that all churches have issues. There's no perfect church. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But I say there is a great similarity between sexism and racism. Mm -hmm. Some of the same issues that beat down on people, minority individuals, um, that create roadblocks for them to have opportunities are very similar uh, to what women face. Mm -hmm. For example, um, frequently individuals will use the Bible 
as a reason for not allowing women to hold leadership positions. Yes. They will say that God did not intend for a woman to be a leader mm. and therefore uh, women are supposed, supposed to be helpmeets mm. in the supportive role. I see. Um, on another day, maybe Dr. Jackie and I can have that conversation. Yes. That's another story. Yes. But um, frankly, it is bad theology. Yes, that um, causes people to use the Bible as a crutch, because when you look at the scripture, it is chuck full of women leaders, not the least of which was Deborah, who was a commander of a leader of a nation. She was a judge. And matter of fact, her um, uh, commanding officer, uh, Barack, said he would not go into right. war unless Deborah went right. with him right. and led him. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, of course, you have other uh, great leaders of the Bible who are women. You have Lydia. You have Huldah, who was a prophetess. You yes. have um, the clergy couple, Priscilla and Aquila. You have uh, so many leaders. And if you go to Romans chapter 16, it is chock full of leaders in the church, particularly Phoebe. So that debunks the myth that Paul did not support women in ministry. Right. Um but that is one of the obvious reasons. But there are more subtle reasons as to why uh, women are not considered. As I said earlier, sexism and racism have great similarities. Yes. Um, in terms of racism, you know that for a long time we were taught not to encourage one another, mm -hmm. not to support one another. Mm -hmm. um, there were differences made because of our color of skin. Um, et cetera, et cetera. And all of that was put into place so that we would never come together. A divided house right. cannot stand. Right. Well, there's a similarity to that in terms of women in ministry. Some, Pastor Jackie, I don't know if you have encountered this, but some of my greatest nemesises, <laughs> if there's such a word, yes. have been women. Yes. Um, women have made statements like, um, I don't want a woman leading me. Yes. Um, a woman can't do anything for me. Mm -hmm. um, it's not God's will that a woman lead. And so if I just may briefly unpack that. Yes. Some of the reasons why um, that has happened is because women have been acculturated to believe that they should take a subservient role. Mm -hmm. uh, women have been uh, made to think, particularly women of color, that because of the plight of our African-American men, um, although to God be the glory that is changing, it is still a big issue that our men don't get the same types of opportunities that um, uh, men of the lighter persuasion get. Yes. Therefore, the church historically has been the place where they get the opportunity to be lifted up, mm -hmm. to hold high-level positions, whether it be pastor or bishop or deacon or right. elder or whatever. Um, and therefore, we want to lift them up and applaud them and, and pour oil into their wombs in the church. And so sometimes women view us as usurping their authority and taking from them uh, one of the only gifts that we may feel in the community that we have to give. Hmm. Um, so that is one issue. Another issue is that, frankly, particularly for um, it's not just minority women, but um, since we're minority women, and we're, we're, let's just be real. <laughs> yes. Um, for many of our women, the pastor is the only man in their lives. So they may have children 
and they want their sons in particular to have a strong role model to look mm-hmm. up to. Right. Um, they want to have his voice to be protective and stand up for yes. them in the community, sometime escort them to the school, mm-hmm. um, just to be that, that, that hedge of protection that they may not have right. in their personal right. lives. Right. And then the, love, the other um, issue is just frankly, um, is a sexual issue. And what I mean by that is for some women, um, they may not be able to have a relationship intimately with the pastor, but vicariously, uh, they can <laughs> um, imagine things in their mind when they hear his voice. I've even heard women tell me, Pastor Jackie, that I just love to hear my pastor's voice. <laughs> and so they look forward to coming to church and the pastor right. saying, oh, you look so beautiful today. Right. And they look forward to going home right. and baking pies and right. making uh, um, cakes and mac and cheese, etc. Right. And they feel that they cannot do that for a woman. Right. And we're not saying that there's these things are wrong. We're saying that this is the reality. The reality. This is the reality. And for people who or women who choose to live out the reality that way, that's that, that's fine. But we're saying that we we women have a lot to contribute, mm-hmm. and that these traditional um, ideologies mm-hmm. shouldn't stand in the way of our calling, and they shouldn't shouldn't stand in the way of your calling either. Mm-hmm. And so we just want to encourage you. We're not we're not bashing anybody. We're just saying this is how it has been and you know, this is how it probably will be in the short term, but mm-hmm. things are we changing. can write things are changing, plus we can be very creative. Mm-hmm. That's one of the great things about technology mm-hmm. is that things are, are changing for us so that we can find other things to do while we seek um, our dream job, right? Pastor and Jackie, I, may I just say one yes. more thing about that? Thank you. Go ahead. Um, I just wanted to say, um, and I 110% agree with everything Pastor Jackie has said, that we're not trying to bash, but we are um, speaking about contributing factors. The Bible says, yes. and all that getting, get an understanding. Mm-hmm. And if you understand what you're dealing with, right. it helps you psychologically, it does. emotionally, yes. and um, practically. Yes how to do in other words so when you see certain things happening mm-hmm. you don't necessarily take it personally yes but you understand the context yes. in which you are operating and you and you're leading to what i talked about last week with um with b fells is that you know we have to have high self-awareness and yes. when we have high self-awareness, we have empathy. We also have, as you said, understanding. Mm-hmm. And then we can adjust our attitude. Mm-hmm. And we know how to run, yes. how far to run. Yes. And so you're, so you're absolutely right. And so thank you for, for adding that. And so that being said, what are some things that women ministers should consider before taking the helm of a declining church? Let's say they've, they've gotten to the point where they're they're being offered mm. that opportunity. Um, that's, I mean, it's not a cake was, as you say, <laughs> even, a, even at a healthy church. But let's just say that um, a woman has been given that opportunity, that door is open. What, what should she consider before she says, she, because we don't want her to just jump at it just because it's being offered, right? That's right. There's some wisdom and some things that need to be thought through. So, so give us some understanding on that. Mm-hmm. I encourage women, um, and as Pastor Jackie, Dr. Jackie just said, you don't want to just jump at anything. Right. Um, There are declining churches, and then there are just 
really, really bad situations. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to discern. One of the things that um, you would you need to ask when you meet with the committee, if you have the opportunity to meet with the committee, is what is their administrative structure? Mm. Now, they may not even have an administrative structure. Right. <laughs> that's true. And then that's a whole other issue. <laughs> but yes. frequently, declining churches at some point were not declining. That's why we say they're declining right. at some point. They were uh, thriving or, mm-hmm. or larger or had better infrastructure. Yes. But as they declined, they tried to maintain a type of structure. It's important going in that you understand whatever that structure is. It's yes. important that you understand what that structure is. For right. example, what is the their perception of the role of the shepherd or the mm-hmm. pastor? Right. For um, particularly for minority women, because frequently um, our own culture will not call for a variety of reasons, will not call a woman, we may end up pastoring a Euro church, a, a, a white church, okay. frankly. Mm-hmm. And so their perception of the role of pastor is very different than the perception of the role of a pastor in okay. the African-American church. Good point. So frequently um, in that kind of church, and even though it is declining, they have their structure. In that kind of church, the pastor is viewed more as a hireling than a shepherd. Now, let me break that down quickly, what that means. In other words, they see you as someone who has a voice without vote. They frequently are board run. In other words, they have a president or a moderator Mm -hmm. of the congregation or a council. Mm -hmm. And those institutions are... Um, the the entities that make the decisions, right. that cast the vision. Right. They're the governance. They're the governance. Right. That's right. They're the mm-hmm. governance of the church. Yes. Now, if you are a minority woman, that can be very foreign to you because in our churches in general, the pastor, not that the pastor just should just have all authority, right. but in general, the pastor is the vision caster, is mm-hmm. the shepherd, is the decision guider. Yes. So you need to be prepared and you need to ask yourself, are you willing to subject yourself to that type of governance and then prayerfully, as the Lord leads, slowly shift it to a healthier, because really that is not healthy, shift it to a healthier um, situation where there is um, accountability always. Mm-hmm. But on that, both sides, right? That's right, on both sides. Yes. But where... The shepherd is where the person is viewed, the pastor is viewed as a shepherd, which is more biblical than just um, a individual who reads scripture and goes and sees the sick and shut in and preaches a 15 minute sermon. And has no influence beyond that. And has no influence beyond that. That is one factor. Okay. Um, Okay. Another factor um, is you need to find out from um, mentors in the community, mm-hmm. um, maybe some people who are uh, the trusted um, colleagues. What kind of information do they have about the church? Mm-hmm. What are you walking into? What is yes. their what what has been their their um, economic situation? Right. right. I don't mean just how much money do they have, but yes. has has there been any type of of in activity that is illegal right <laughs> i'm just keeping it real well, pastor you know, this, this is 2018 <laughs> so yes I'm just you, keeping it real. It's, it's unfortunate you have to bring that up but it's a reality it's a reality you know <laughs> yes. um because what you don't want to do is step into a situation and then get um uh, lamb blasted yes. because 
You yes. know, taxes haven't been dealt with yes, properly. Right. You know, right. Um, the, the, the place is going into foreclosure. Yes. Nobody told you. Right. You know, right. There, are, there are a lot of things. People, let, let me say this, Pastor. People need to understand that the church, although it is the place of worship, it is a small business. It is very much so. And so <clears throat> I would encourage uh, women to have some type of church administration um, teaching or if you're not mm-hmm. able to go to seminary, if you right. can have some type, at least a course yes. in church administration. Yes, yes, at least that much. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Yes. And those are very uh, good things to consider. And I want to add to what you just said, the image of the church also, mm-hmm. you know, it's important. What is the image the church has in the community? Not that that should stop you because you may have some influence mm-hmm. in changing that image. And it could have been the previous pastor was the image. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to step into that role. And the church, the church is as the pastor is, whatever mm-hmm. flavor the pastor yes. has to his or her personality. personality. Yes. Yes. So that shouldn't be something to discourage you, but it should be something that you definitely take into consideration. Pastor, may I say one yes. more thing about Go ahead, that? sure. Um, I also, we were talking about some of the practical matters, but if I may, just from a spiritual standpoint, mm-hmm. I encourage anybody, um, men and women, to be 110% sure Mm-hmm. That you are called yes. to, to pastor. That yes. That you are called to pastor. Yes. Because if you are not sure, sure, sure. <laughs> songwriter said, be very sure. <laughs> Your anchor holes and grips the solid. You better be sure. You better be sure. Right. I started out by saying that I pastored. I've been pastoring now for, t- for 12 years. Mm-hmm. But God knows it has been a, a, a real up and down struggle. Mm-hmm. And when you take on the helm of a declining church, um, there are some struggles that churches that are healthier are not necessarily um, dealing with. All right. churches have struggles, but right. when you take on the helm of a declining church, you have to, one, be sure of your calling, two, be sure that God has called you to that place. Yes. Because um it's going to challenge it's you. Gonna challenge it's going to challenge you. It's going to challenge everything about you. It's going to challenge your family. You. That's right. Your, fam- yes, your family, it's challenge. your finances. You're right. You have to be ready yes. to sacrifice. Yes. Um, yes. You have to. Have to be ready to change. You have to be ready to change. <laughs> yes. You have to be ready. And I'm not trying. I don't want to. It sounds like we're giving discouraging no. things. We are not. I am not right. trying to be discouraging. And we're going to talk about some positive I, things I, I, too. I just, I just want right. to give people an yes. eye opener. Right. That, a realistic but um, but I will say yes. this I know we're going to talk about positive things mm-hmm. but I will say this on a positive note that if you will remain open mm-hmm. to the leading of the Holy Spirit yes if you will listen closely to what God says to you yes God will equip you in ways that you're not even aware of yes, yes. you know that each victory will help you some other time right, right. as you overcome things as you overcome yes. disappointments and as you overcome um people you know thinking that people were on your team and lo and behold they, they, they bam 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 they, right they're doing other things right right um as you experience possibly not being paid yes um i'm just which is always a reality yeah, and, and, and reality. Pat, we'll talk about mm-hmm. that in a later segment about being bivocational. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and some pastors married, some not married. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might have other income or not. But we will we okay. will have a whole podcast yes, yes, yes. to uh, to address that. And you know, what I might add too is that um, you have to know what you're going to that church to do mm-hmm. because in some cases you can come in and you can turn things around mm-hmm. or at least stop the bleeding right yes 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 <laughs> and whether that means people are leaving yes. or the money is is dwindling you, you that might be your role you might be able to bring it to mm-hmm. to some stability and or you might be able to come in and help people go where they're going mm-hmm. It might be hospice care. You mm-hmm. you might you might have to come in and say the doors mm-hmm. are closing. Mm-hmm. We have this much money, this mm-hmm. much time. I am here to help yes. you close. And don't don't expect me to be superwoman to come in here and save the day. It is obvious that one day we're going to close the door and turn out the lights and, and move on. But mm-hmm. wh- while we're on that, you you have been able to come into a church and to bring things to some stability. Mm-hmm. And so tell us about some of the rewarding experiences that you had mm-hmm. in this journey. Um, absolutely. Uh, uh, just before I say that, st- stabilizing a declining church um, is not something that can happen. Well, if God, God can do anything. Yes. Be prepared for the long haul. Yes, yes. Be prepared yes, for yes, the long yes. haul. In any church, yes. statistics... Um, suggests that it takes approximately five years to become the pastor. Uh, I would and, agree. And what I mean by <laughs> I would that agree. is, amen, what I mean <laughs> by that is, when th- when you have your installation service, you are not the pastor. Not, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> the people who've been running the church before you got there, they still being mini shepherds. So. <laughs> You're right. People have to earn. You have to earn people's trust. Yes. Um. You have to weather some storms. Yes. You have to be an example. Mm-hmm. That's part of get this, comfortable. Get right. comfortable. Mm-hmm. Let them get to know you. Yes. Um. One of the and this is male and female. One mm-hmm. of the mistakes that people make, I observe, and Pastor Jackie. Maybe you have as well is people come in and want to make changes immediately. Oh wow, that's a kiss of dust oh, right there. Oh, <laughs> they come in. Learn, yes. learn the people. Yes. You know, you may see yes. on down the road, this needs to be changed, <clears throat> that needs to be changed, this needs to be added, that needs to be well, of course, you're the visionary. God put you there. Mm-hmm. But it takes time. Yes. You know, imagine just th- just think of it as <clears throat> the people like Paul used this example, people are on milk. Yes. And you're trying to shove a T-bone steak oh, down Oh, I made their that throat. mistake, man. Yes. <laughs> we all have yes. to some degree. <laughs> and, so, and so part of the reward for me in terms of long haul is seeing the culture shift. Okay. And when Good. I say culture, I don't mean race. I'm mm-hmm. talking about the way in which a particular body operates. Organizational culture. Organizational yes, culture. Yes, yes. It has been very rewarding for me to see that after years of breaking up fallow ground mm-hmm. and planting seeds, um, finally seeing some of the things that we believe God would have done and health uh, come to the church. Mm-hmm. Um it has been rewarding for me in particular. God has done it in, in my particular ministry. I don't have a large church. I'm just going to be very transparent. I have okay. about 25 people and okay. they don't show up every Sunday. Okay. <laughs> 
kill a lot of people <laughs> when they need stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> but but God has placed a leadership uh, mentoring seed mm-hmm. in our church. Okay. And for whatever reason, and every every pastor is different. For yes. whatever reason, God has allowed me to serve as mentor okay. to many. Okay. And so I will have seasons where leaders will come through um, for whatever reason. Sometimes they've been bruised. Sometimes they've not had opportunity. And God has allowed our church to be like an incubator for them. Okay. A place of healing. Wonderful. A place of preparation. Yes. A, a, a launching pad, so okay. to speak. Okay. Um, that is one thing. Another thing that has been a surprise for me, Pastor Jackie, and that I am... I'm going to be transparent and say I'm not 100% psychologically in embracing this, but I'm on the journey. God is teaching me the power of collaborative ministry. Okay, okay. And what I mean by that is when you have a small congregation, just realistically, I know we like to say numbers don't matter, but numbers do matter. Because mm-hmm. you can only do so much with everybody wearing the same hat and wearing, you know, right. folks burned out, including yourself. Right. So, <laughs> right, right. But God has created opportunities for us to come alongside or to invite others to come alongside us okay. to do um, important, effective ministry yes. in the community, whether it be um, doing something to feed the hungry mm-hmm. or to provide um, educational workshops mm-hmm. or to um, get out and spread the word or help with voter registration. Yes. There are a number of things that a small ministry and a quote unquote declining ministry uh, can do to begin to stabilize, begin to see yourself not just as, and maybe that's half the battle because you become that which you think that you are. Yes. As a man thinketh in his heart, as a person thinketh in their heart, so are they. Right. So, once you begin to see, I am, even though I'm a small piece of the puzzle, I am a piece of the puzzle. Right, right. <laughs> and the puzzle's not complete without mm-hmm. this piece. Mm-hmm. When you begin to see yourself, um, I like to use the example, Pastor Jackie, of now everything is smaller is better. Okay. When you think about it, when we used to have the, when the cell phones first came out, yeah. they were this great, big, clunky thing. <laughs> yes. Well, now they're, they're trim line. Yes. You know, when you go to the store to buy dishwashing liquid, they used to get these great big bottles. Yes. Now they're talking about concentrated. Yes. And so I like to teach our congregation that don't think less of yourself. Don't yes. let us think don't less of ourselves. Don't despise your small beginnings. Because right. we are small. Right. God does great things. Yes. With small things. The children yes. of Israel. Yes. Uh, when I think about Gideon, how Gideon yes. had this large army, and the Lord kept telling right. you, too big, you're too big, right. you're too big, you're too big. That's right. Now you're going to come all the way down <laughs> yes. because when the glory comes, you're not going to get it. I'm going to get it. And you know, I like to think of us as the tugboat. Yeah. You know, the tugboat pulls the ocean liner, That's right. right. That's right. And so there's a, there's a lot of work for the tugboat to yes. do. Because, you know, the big church with the, with the, the large congregation takes a longer time yes. to mobilize to do something yes. or to adopt something. You know, you have a smaller congregation, you know, mm-hmm. you can become mighty and deep, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then you can also minister uh, more effectively, yes. you know, because you have a concentrated group, mm-hmm. especially if they're, most of them are dedicated. That's right. I had a friend of mine to tell me, um, mm-hmm. when he asked me how many members, and I said, well, we have about 
50 members and on a good day you know mm -hmm. we get about 20 to show up mm -hmm. you know consistently and he said well you know it's no different when you have a, a large congregation mm -hmm. he said the, st the the statistics are still the same yep, yep, yep. you still got the small group right. right you still got the small group you know they're showing up and you have all these other people yeah. who just you know for the most part spectators. right they are <laughs> spectators that's he said so don't you know he said don't don't despise where you are right. said, because you know, there's definitely a benefit to having a small congregation. Mm -hmm. And I like the personal experience. I want my pastor to know my name. Amen. Right? Amen. You know, Amen. and if I've been missing, I want somebody That's to right. know That's right. that I've been missing. And when my babies get married, you know, That's I want right. the pastor to know these are my kids That's who right. you baptized yourself. That's right. You know, and to, to be able to make some time to mm -hmm. put my pastoral needs on the calendar. That's e right. Even if... The, the pastor refers me to somebody else. I had a conversation that's right, that's you right. know, with somebody who knows me. And so, yeah, that, um, that's, a, that's a really mm -hmm. um, good rationale for, mm -hmm. for picking a, and pastoring a smaller congregation. Mm -hmm. So we were coming to the end of our time. So tell me, what would you want to say to women who are about to make that leap of faith? What what um, what advice would you want to leave them with? Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, I, I just would reiterate what I said earlier. Um, uh, be sure of your calling. Okay. Be sure that God has called you to this place. Okay. And then once you are settled in your being that God has called you to that place, walk by faith and not by sight. Yes. Um, one of the things that give me, one of the passages of scripture that gives me great encouragement, well, there are two. Jesus um, taught about the parable of the four soils. And he talked about the fact that there was rocky soil, there was mm -hmm. sandy soil, there right. was thorny soil, there was soil by the wayside, there was also good soil. Out of four soils, only one was good. But he said that one went forward and brought forth great fruit. Wow. And okay. so in ministry, no matter where you're serving, um, Try not to allow the other three soils to beat you down. <laughs> right, all right. <laughs> I know that's easier said than done. <laughs> okay. I, I know that's you. easier, but try not to allow the three soils right. to beat you down. The negatives. Always yeah. remember God's right. going to have some. His word will not go out and return unto him void, right. but it will accomplish that which he intends it to. So okay. focus on the good soil. God will reveal to you where that good soil is. You know, give, do all you can to the glory of God. You know, when, when days, discouraging days come, mm -hmm. prayerfully find a trusted friend. God, don't, don't be like Elijah and say, ain't nobody, Lord, ain't nobody. <laughs> God got somebody. Yes. Yes. Prayerfully ask the Lord to reveal to you who can be your trusted confidant. You need at least, at, at the very least, one, okay. maybe two, at the most three. Trusted confidants that you can process your stuff with. You need to process your stuff. Okay. You know, um, Good. walk by faith, not yes. by sight. Yes. Don't get beat down by the three soils. Yes. If I may, may I say a little bit about where you can find my book? Yes, please do. You may, although uh, you may purchase my book, Beyond the Stained Glass Ceiling, Equipping and Encouraging Female Pastors on Amazon, I always tell people you help authors when you purchase directly from them. Okay. So I encourage you to go to my personal website, which is She Pastor. That's S-H-E-P-A-S-T-O-R, Chris. 
shepastorchris.org. There you can read about um, some of the things that we are doing, some things the Lord is allowing me to do for the upbuilding of his kingdom, and how to purchase my book. It is uh, $16.99, but um, if you go on the site, you can read all about it. God bless you. I thank you, Pastor James. Oh, and thank you for coming on to our our podcast. It's been uh, such a pleasure to have you. Um, next week, we will we'll continue the discussion on career choices for women in ministry. Um, in the meantime, in the meantime, know that you are blessed and we want you to be encouraged and to tune in to the next episode uh, so that you can hear where we go from here. But the, the series will run for about uh, five or six weeks and it will be about career choices for women who are our call to ministry. This is Pastor Jackie, and I'm telling you, have a good week, and we're signing off. Be blessed.